To God be the glory, great things He has done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son. To yield in His life and atonement for sin. And open the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Both come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God. The violence offender who truly believes, that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He hath done. Great things He hath taught us, great things He hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. Purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory, great things He hath done. between us by the cross you came and broke them down you broke them down there were chains around us by your grace we are no longer bound no longer bound you call me out of the grave you call me into the light you call my name and then my heart came alive your love is greater your love is stronger your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Feel the darkness shaking, all the dead are coming back to life. I'm back to life. Awaken all creation singing, we're alive, cause you're alive. You called me out of the grave, you called me into the light, you called my name and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens. Shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive, and what a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive, and what a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. 
Sometimes in our freedom, we take freedom for granted. We're so used to just moving from here to there without any real considerations that we might be prevented. And we thank you for that. And Lord, you've blessed us not only in giving us that kind of, of political freedom, if you will, but you've also blessed us with resources that allow us to do things as individuals, as families, as a church family. And, and there's freedom even in that, and sometimes we've even taken that for granted. Well, Lord, this morning we just wanted to take an opportunity to say we recognize that every perfect gift comes from you. And that freedom ultimately has come from your hand to our lives, and we thank you for that. Lord, there are so many things at work in each one of us that, uh, that again, we just, it just has become a part of who we are. And, and then we stop and realize that, Lord, you're the ones who have given us sound minds. You're, you're the one who has given us the, the, the capacity to be able to uh, determine what is um, important and what is not essential to our lives. And, and all of that is, is such a powerful gift of freedom, and we thank you for that. So, Lord, as we consider these characteristics, 
of our freedom. I pray that it would bring all of us to a place of true gratitude for what you have done and what you are doing in our lives. Lord, bless this time and bless all of our families, those who are gathered here today, those who are watching online, those who are out and about with vacations going on. Just have your hand on all of us. And Lord, help us um, to have hearts overflowing with praise for your goodness in us. And it's in Jesus' name that we ask it. Amen. You know, these, these kind of special day messages can become um, trite if we're not careful, right? I mean, we can just kind of go back to the same old scripts and, and kind of rehearse the same uh, sermon points, if you will. And, and as I was praying about today and, and praying about it being this particular weekend, I thought, Lord, please help me to, to be sensitive to, to what it is that you want us to gather to as a church family today as we think about freedom. And, and typically we talk about, you know, our political freedom, we talk about our spiritual freedom, and, and all of that is, is so precious and, and, and not taken for granted, if you will. But there were some things that I just kind of jotted down as I was personally thanking God for the freedom that, that He has allowed me to experience. And, and I have to tell you that, that I think one of the times that I became keenly aware of how precious it is to live in this nation and to have the opportunities we have is when I took my first missions trip. In 1984, a group of us from Columbia First Church of God boarded the church bus without air conditioning, and we drove from Columbia, South Carolina to Lake Wells, Florida, and we spent the night there, picked up another group of people there in Lake Wells, and then drove to Miami. And then in Miami, we boarded an Air France and flew to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. We were going there for a week missions trip. I'd never been on a missions trip. I was a young man. I could sleep anywhere. I could eat anything. Uh, I, you know, I, when you're young, don't take it for granted. There's a freedom in youth. I mean, it's just amazing. You can just lay down anywhere and sleep all night long and wake up the ne next morning and not think of anything about it. And then when you get on down the road, you keep trading beds because there's got to be something wrong with that bed that I can't sleep all night. I mean, it's just crazy how life happens. But we went to Haiti. And while we were in Haiti, when we got off of the plane, the thing that greeted us that, that no one had mentioned, uh, people in our group had been there before, but I guess, you know, once they experienced it, it was old hat. But we get off on the tarmac. There was no you know, walkway into the airport. You came down the stairs onto the tarmac, and here are all of these Haitian soldiers with their M16s. And they're just kind of looking at you as you walk down the line, and you're like, I didn't do it. You know, <laughs> I'm a good person. Um, but it, you've, you just felt the, the, um, the threat, if you will, of being in that kind of, of, a, of, a, of a political environment. So then we board, we board a, what was called a tap-tap. I don't know if you've ever heard of a tap-tap, but a tap-tap in Haiti is where they take a 15-passenger van and they cut the top off of it and they build um, a, cargo, a passenger cargo unit on it that would never pass any kind of, of, of uh, standards in this country. And they'll load about 30 or 40 people in that contraption that they call a tap-tap, and there you go. And so we take off, and several times on that overnight trip from Port-au-Prince to the mountain place where we would be rebuilding a church that had been destroyed by a hurricane, we were stopped several times, and we had to show our papers, and again, to sol soldiers who are armed with M16s. And I realized then, I thought, wow, I can get in my car, and I, back in that day, I can get in my car, and I can drive from Columbia, South Carolina, to Roanoke, Virginia, and see my, my family, and nobody asked me anything. I cross state lines, I go from here to there, and nobody bothers me. I pull over and fill up with gas, and nobody, nobody's asking any questions. And I realized in that time, I thought, wow, I have taken freedom in the United States absolutely for granted because it's all I've ever known. 
But then when you get to a place that freedoms are, are not pronounced in that environment, then you realize, wow, how incredible it is that we can move about as citizens of, of this country, you know, here, there, and yonder, and just enjoy all that God has created. And nobody is there at a checkpoint to make sure that it's okay that we pass from here to there. That, let's thank the Lord for that. That's something to be thankful for in this country. It really is. And then I got to thinking, what, what are some of the, you know, that was something I took for granted, but I want to move a different direction now. What are some things that sometimes I have just not even stopped to think about? Well, one of the things is the fact that I even know about God is a freedom that he has extended to me to give me the, the capacity to be able to entertain the very thought that there is a creator and you have that same freedom a God-given freedom to be able to engage and to understand that there's something, there is something higher. There is someone higher who has brought all of us into being, has brought us together here this morning, has given us the breath, has given us the health, has given us the strength, has given us the desire to even want to be in the house of God. That's incredible. Knowing God is a freedom that has been extended to us by the hand of the Almighty. But more than that, when I come to know him, then I am presented with an opportunity, and again, it's a freedom. I can choose to trust him and believe in him, or I can choose to walk away from him. Love demands that it would be so. Because think about this. If you and I had no choice, had no freedom in, in, in the matter of believing in God or rejecting Him, then it would just be a mechanical thing that is devoid of any real love or any real meaning when it comes to relationship. Um, remember, guys, go way back. Go way back. Some of you don't have to go as far as others, but go back to when you asked that first girl to spend a special moment with you. If, if it was young enough, it was a matter of maybe just sitting together in the lunchroom, right? Um, move on down the road, and it was, hey, would you like to go out to dinner? And wh what I'm calling you to is remember how you felt. Girls, remember how you felt when that person asked you. The, the, whole, the whole sense of being chosen that someone had noticed you, that someone uh, was attracted to you, that someone wanted to spend time with you and dared, without any guarantee, to come and ask you, hey, would you like to go and have dinner together? Or would you like to sit and have lunch together during the lunch hour at school? And then, guys, remember how you felt. You went with fear and trembling, if, if you're normal. And you thought, um, what if she says no? And the whole, I, come on, Vernon. Come, come on, let's pray. <laughs> and, and you just wondered, you know, what if? What if she, what if she rejects me? And, um, I, I'll, uh, but you, you dared it. You went and you asked. Remember how you felt in that moment when she said, oh, I would love to. And she didn't have to. She had the freedom to, uh, to dismiss that invitation. And if she did, hopefully she would do it with kindness, with gentleness. But the fact that she accepted that invitation became a, a very precious moment in your life because you realize, wow, not only did I choose to ask her, but she has chosen to respond to the invitation. Um, it meant something. But if a person is forced into an association against their will, it doesn't mean anything, really. God has given us the freedom to choose Him or to dismiss Him. Now, I dare say that we're numbered among the ones who have chosen, right? Because here we are in the house of the Lord. But do you realize how many people have not chosen Him? And the Scripture says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
which is foundational to the truth that he has given us a choice. But when we choose him, when we have the freedom to respond to the invitation to be in relationship with him, that freedom to believe in him, it, it means something. It, it comes to be um, a powerful feeling of intimacy, of connectedness. God did not have to bring us to himself and we did not have to respond to him bringing us to himself, but because the two have entered into covenant together, ah, it's sweet. Every time I start a prayer, and I can't remember when it began, it's not always been, but in these recent years, every time I start a prayer, a personal prayer, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. And behind me saying that, God, thank you for loving me, sometimes silently in the background of that is because sometimes I haven't even really loved myself. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving me the freedom to know you. Thank you for giving me the freedom to believe in you. Thank you, Lord, that I have not been coerced into this covenant. Thank you that you have freely invited me and have given me the opportunity on the basis of a, of a heart connection to respond to your love for me. Thank you for that, Lord. Now remember, not everybody in the Bible that Jesus called answered the call. Many did, but many didn't. As a matter of fact, Jesus said one day the way is narrow. The gateway is, is, is narrow, and, and the pathway is narrow and straight, and few there be that find it. Because many have entered on the broad way that is easy to, to navigate but ends in destruction. I want to thank the Lord for giving us the freedom to know Him and to know the straight and the narrow and to, to be able to believe in Him and follow Him and have faith in who He is and, and what He's up to. And Which leads me to the next thing, freedom to worship. Thankfully, we're able to meet like, we're able to assemble because of freedom of speech in this country, we're able to assemble and to give uh, affirmation to the things that we hold dear and those we hold dear. And so we're, we're not living under any kind of threat that someone is going to come in here and uh, with guns in hand insist that we disperse as a crowd. Our opportunity to gather as, as citizens of the United States is something that has been delivered to us as an article of our Constitution, and we have the opportunity to be here in this place because of that. But I want to tell you something. Even where people don't have the political opportunity to gather like we're gathering here this morning, the truth is because we worship Him in spirit and in truth. Remember what He said to the, to the woman that day? She, the woman at the well said, You Jews worship in the, in the temple... And our fathers have taught us to worship on the mountain. And Jesus said, the time has come when you will not gather here or there, but you will worship in spirit and in truth. And the glorious thing about what God is doing in our lives and in this world is even where people are forbidden to gather for worship like this, they can still worship. Because no one can close off your spiritual communion with God. So wherever we are, whatever the environment, even in this place we call United States of America, it, we don't have to just worship at church. We can worship at any moment, in any place, in any circumstance, because we worship Him in spirit and truth. There's a freedom to worship for which I am thankful today, aren't you? That in any moment I can just say, Lord, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. Um. I, w I was sharing Wednesday night about uh, some, some videos that I had watched the week before last. I don't know how I got into this vein, but it was about people doing random acts of kindness for others. But I'm, I'm talking about some significant stuff. Like there was this one guy who would go through a drive through window, and on this particular one, I saw several, he went through Starbucks. And so... 
the, the person at the window is filling his order, and he said, would you take your phone, and I guess he just supposed that they had an Apple phone. Because he said, would you just take your phone and ask Siri to choose a number between 1 and 50? And so the person would say, hey, Siri, choose a number between 1 and 50. I did that Wednesday night, and I think the first time the number 30 or something like that came up. And then in this particular video I was watching, he said, okay, now take the tip, the normal 15% tip that you would receive on, this, on my ticket, and multiply it by 30 and add that to the tab, and that'll be my tip today. And the, and the, the, the young girl at the window is like, oh, you've got to be kidding. You're not going to do that. Are you really going to do that? And you can tell now she's hoping he's going to do that. And he said, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. The Lord just sent me here to, to do something kind for someone. And, and so sure enough, she added that to the tip. And then I'm watching another video, and this guy is going through Walmart, and he walks up to this just random person in the aisle at, at Super Walmart because they're doing grocery shopping. And he says, hey, I'm here to tell you, me and my friend Tim are here to tell you that God sees you and God loves you. And here's a, gift, a Walmart gift card to use on your order today. This gift card's for $100. And all of them were like, what? You, what what's going on? No strings attached. God sees you. God loves you. Here's a $100 gift card to put on your order today. He went up to one, uh, in one of them, he went up to a young mom who had like an elementary age uh, daughter with her. And as he's approaching her, she's backing away. I mean, yeah, he's a stranger, you know. And she's backing away. And he said, oh, no, 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 please. God wants you to know that he sees you and he knows you. And I want to give you a $100 gift card to put on your groceries today. And she said, no, I can't take that. I don't take anything from strangers. And I'm thinking, lady, I'd take $100. And so, but she wouldn't, man. She was like, she was so guarded. And he said, okay, listen, God, God sees you. God loves you. He knows you. I'm going to lay this card here. No strings attached. You'll never see me again or hear from me again. This is just something God has put in my heart to do. And so he laid it there, and when he got around the corner, she picked it up. But as I watched those videos, my heart, wow, I was moved. I was moved because I thought, I could do some of that. I couldn't do it to the level that some of them were doing. There was one guy on another stream that was giving out $100, I'm talking about like, $1,000, $1,000 bills to, to servers. And, I, but, and I'm telling you, my heart was just drawn to it. I thought, how awesome. How awesome that someone would receive that kind of a gift. And maybe only God knows why that person was drawn to that particular person and why they need... But here's, here's what hit me. The Bible says that if we... That we, it says this, it says, we cannot praise God with the same tongue that we curse people with. And I thought, even what they were doing in their kindness, in their unsolicited generosity toward people they had never seen before, would never see again, most likely, except for the guy going through Starbucks. I thought, you know what? Even that is worship. To say, Lord, everything I have is a gift from your hand. If, if there's something I can do that will make a difference in someone else's life, then Lord, I'm in. I, I want to remind you that as we bring our tithes and offerings to God's house, that lives are being impacted because of not only what we do inside these walls, but what happens with the organizations and the ministries, ministries we support outside of these walls. Some of them right here in Sumter, some of them in South Carolina, North Carolina, and then some all the way across the world. Know this. We have freedom to worship. And one of the freedoms we have is to worship God 
by returning a portion of what he has blessed us with. Make no mistake about it. When you put something in the offering plate, it's not just about paying the electric bill. It's about thanking God for giving us the opportunity to have such an opportunity as this to gather from week to week to worship him and to reach out and touch the world. There is a freedom to worship that is expressed in so many ways, not just singing, but giving and serving and looking out for, uh, for people that we'll see once in a lifetime. I told the Lord this week, I said, Lord, I'm going to tell you what, I can't do everything they were doing. But I, and I told, I told y'all Wednesday night, those who were there, here for Bible study, I, I, I could and I will from time to time add $50 tip to, to a check. And I dare say that there's not many people in this room who are excluded from being able to do the same thing. As a matter of fact, if you really think about it, to be able to do that, all you'd have to do is not go out to eat one more time. And to give that person something as a gift, as a, as a gift of hum, from one human being to another human being, I see you. You matter. You've blessed me. And I want to be a blessing in return. And even that becomes a part of our freedom to worship the Almighty who has blessed us in so many ways. And then there's a freedom to pray. Someone said, it's a shame that they've taken prayer out of the schools. And I get that, and I agree. But then I read a cartoon one time that said, as long as there's final exams, there will be prayer in school. Nobody can keep you from praying. Now, you might not be able permitted in that school environment, unfortunately, to just randomly stand and lead a prayer, particularly if you're in leadership. Students can. But nobody can take away from us the freedom to pray. No wonder the Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. He wanted us to know that you can pray anytime, anywhere, about anything that's going on. And you might not be, able, you might not be in a setting where you can pray out loud, but you can, you can pray silently under your breath. Um, the freedom to pray is such a precious opportunity that God has extended to us. And, and I, I say it over and over again because it means so much to me that, that, that Jesus has taught us in the Sermon on the Mount that, that God doesn't hear us because of our flowing prayers. He doesn't hear us because of our eloquence and speech. He hears us because just with childlike hearts we're saying, God, I can't, but you can. I want to give you my life. I want to give you this. This something that is happening in my world right now. And Jesus taught us that before we speak a word, God already knows what was going to be said. So don't put added pressure on yourself. Prayer is not about being eloquent. Prayer is about being trusting. And saying, God, I just want you and I want you to have your way in my life. I am thankful for the freedom to pray. I pray about everything all the time. I really do. I pray about everything all the time. Um, I, went, I went yesterday to see somebody at the hospital, and um, after I had prayer uh, there in the hospital, I got on the elevator, and I'm by myself, and I just started praying out loud, continuing that prayer that I'd had by the bedside. And I said, God, please just reach in and, and show this dear family how powerful you are and how much you love them. Walk with them in this time. I mean, I'm just praying out loud. If the door had opened and you would have been standing there, you thought, oh, I'm going to take the stairs. <laughs> but freedom to pray. I'm thankful for that today. And then finally, I'm, freedom to love. It is an incredible thing how you can have love in your heart toward another individual. That's amazing. We have the freedom to be in that kind of space with one another where we really care about each other. And we find opportunity to give expression to that in, in the various ways that we can give expression. It's a powerful thing, love. It's powerful to, to be loved. It, it, it's, it's powerful to love. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So i got to tell you, I'm at that stage in life when Christmas comes, there's not much I need or want, you know. 
I mean, that's where I'm at. So my joy in Christmas, I mean, I'm glad to receive the gifts of love that come, come my way, but my real joy is watching my grandkids open their gifts, you know, and, and see their little faces light up and, and see them excited um, for a moment anyway until they open the next one, right? Let's, but the freedom to love, the freedom in that love to be able to, to reach into each other's lives and, and, and be able to connect in the way that, that God would have us to. These, these are freedoms that I don't want to take for granted. Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, he was speaking to the Jews who had come to believe in him. He said, if you abide in my word, if you camp out on the things that I've said that represent the reality of who God is and who you are, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. If you camp out on the things that I've shown you and you pursue those things in your life, then you really are my followers. And you, in following me, will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Knowing God, believing in Him, worshiping Him, praying to Him, loving Him, allowing His love to flow in and through my life to touch the lives of those around me and, and all the many ways that that can happen. Man, that's life. That really means something. The old farmer in Scripture had had a really good year. A really good year. Had such a good year that he didn't have enough barn for what he had harvested from the fields. So he's thinking about it. What, what am I going to do? I've got all this coming in from the fields. I, have, I don't have a place to put it. I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my little barns, and I'll build bigger barns. And then I'll have store room storage for, for all my crops. And the Lord said to him, You fool, tonight your soul will be required of you. And th then who will receive all of the bounty of the harvest? Don't build a bigger barn, the voice from heaven said. Take what you have, and give it away. Just give it away. And the Lord of the harvest will see that you never run out of seed. We have the freedom to live for more than selfishness. Because of knowing God and Loving Him and serving Him. So, in closing, I say to myself and I say to you what was spoken to us from God's Word. Do not quench the Spirit. When the Spirit moves you to say something or to do something or to give something, Move in the freedom of answering that call. Y'all, we're here just for a little while. Here's an old line. But it's the truth. There are no U-Hauls behind Hearst. Is it not crazy that we live in a time when they cannot build enough storage buildings because we just keep gathering more and more and more. I want to live in freedom like today might be my last day. Realizing that the God who got us here will get us beyond here. 
freedom. Freedom to know Him. Freedom to believe in Him and worship Him. Freedom to pray and freedom to love. I'm thankful to be free. I want to pray with you. And I, I just want a little um, side note. A lot of times when I pray this prayer, I don't say amen. You, you've caught that, right? So, um, one of our young fathers came up to me this past Wednesday and said, Hey, my son recognized that you didn't say amen when you prayed that prayer. And he turned to me and said, Hey, Daddy, he didn't say amen. So I, I want to I tell you where that's coming from. That prayer, the prayer that I pray now, the amen is what you do next. You're the amen. If something, that's been, if something has been said that has taken you another step in your spiritual journey, that's the amen. What does amen mean? So be it. So I pray this prayer and I, I don't say amen because now it's in your hands. I've delivered the message that God put in my heart the best I could and not as good as some do. But I've delivered it. And now you're the amen. If God shows you something and you do it, so be it. Amen. What has God said to you today? What is the freedom that he's calling you to. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for your word and thank you for the promise of Jesus that if we abide in, in his word, that we are truly his disciples and we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. Lord, some truth has been delivered here today. Not all the truth about everything, but significant truth about some important things has been delivered here today. And Lord, I've been enslaved at times in my life. Not free to, to do the things that you were calling me to do. And Lord, the, the, more and more I feel that freedom just to answer your call and, and, and to, to, to act with abandon sometimes because of the faith that I have in what you're saying and how you're providing. So just take this word today and, and use it in our lives. And maybe it's spurred us to think about other freedoms that we have because of your mighty hand. Help us take our next step as the free people that you have called us to be. Draw me close to you Never let me go Lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm your friend You are my desire will do Cause nothing else could take your place to feel the warmth of your embrace help me find the way bring me back to you
draw me close to you. Never let me go. Lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire. No one else will do. Nothing else could take your place To feel the warmth of your embrace Help me find the way Bring me back to you You're Help me know you.